I didn't drink mimosas today. If you I saw no, tell. bitch. I saw your story. But shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, should I do that on my personal or the red rose? I was about so. to say, are you are you lying to me Hey guys, Kristen here. Just wanted to hop in real quick before we get into the show. One thing that I did fail to mention is that the victim in this case, Brittany Williams, is a victim of color. She was a black foster child living with a white foster mother. Uh, I am someone who really tries not to look at race or any of those types of things, but I do understand that it is really important to look at race in this case and see why race potentially had something to do with why the case ended the way that it did. So I we do have a little bit at the end where I do mention it if you do make it all the way to the end, but if you just stay for the main bit of the case, I did want to add that just so everyone's aware and has all the information that you need to be just as disturbed as we are. So hope you guys enjoy. Cheers. It's not an electrical phenomenon. <laughs> it is the Red Rum and Red Wine podcast. Hello. What is up? What is up, my mishaps? It's uh, one of the halves of this podcast. Kristen, hello. Howdy. This is Sarah, your other half. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. Surprised you made it back. Surprised we Welcome. made it back. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> Oh, sorry. We're here and uh, ready to spook and surprise and shock. I fully expected you to say ready to rumble. You know, I'm, not lie. I'm like ready to rumble. Space dude. Jam is coming out, so that is all that yeah. has been on my mind. But <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna stay tight with it. But no, yeah, welcome. It, this is the podcast where we talk about murder, mystery, and mishaps while being two of them ourselves. We already introduced mm-hmm. ourselves, so uh, I w- I'll introduce the little special guest that I have tick, 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 ticking in the corner. A <laughs> uh, longtime friend, first time listener of the podcast. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, the, day one. Like, yeah, our first listener ever, I should say. Yeah. I worded that improperly. <laughs> say hello to Priscilla. Hi. What up? Hi, Priscilla. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, sitting with Kristen tonight. Thank you. I'm like, we haven't had, you know, a, a sit-in or a guest, guest ever. Before. Yeah, I had yeah, a drinking just... buddy tonight, and I was like, hey, uh, I have terrible time management, and I have to record, so do you want to yeah. sit in on this? And here we are. It's going to be great. We're going to get a third opinion other than these two, yeah. and she's typically sober than the both of us so not today oh, okay, cool. uh, oh not ah. today so we'll see we'll see but it's only proper only proper man but <laughs> ooh, we are ready to do it but before we do it we do have a fucking update <laughs> i don't okay i was also gonna ask what y'all were drinking maybe oh yeah no i guess we should say that oh, uh. this is my time to shine oh. yeah <laughs> priscilla what are you drinking tonight so I just finished up a black cherry white claw. 
and I was leaving it up to ASMR. If I can open it, um, my raspberry white claw. Can you open it? Raspberry lovers. Yeah. No. Yes, you said raspberry lovers in like the last or second to last podcast, and I was like, <gasps> wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> oh my god. Kristen, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm I'm back to the tried and true, my red wine. Hell yeah. No. No. <laughs> I'm back to the red wine. So yes, I have uh the lovely Greek Greek vineyards invention <laughs> flavor. <laughs> The the invention. I really hope it invents me a good podcast tonight, but we'll see. Rub its belly. Mm, I indeed am into my own <laughs> belly. <laughs> Let it rub your belly. <sighs> yes. What are you drinking tonight? Please, please tell us. I am drinking delicious IPA by Stone. Ooh, yes. And it's a green can. It matches my lights. I do indeed remember the sounds that it made you make, so I'm excited for you to be drinking (laughs) that again. There was this beer that made me burp really bad. Please, delicious IPA. If you have not already (laughs) sent us messages into our (laughs) highly incoming email, you can send us another one. I know, it's just lost lost in all of our I know emails. we must have you know they, your emails must have gotten lost in all of our emails and our sponsors like, with Shiner and them. White Claw I mean it, it got lost in we're between. just so busy going through all of our emails yes please so. just send us another one we'll, we'll get to it eventually give us like a month we'll get to it but yeah well I have an update <laughs> not really oh an update oh yeah I have a note <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah I have a note on my last episode about the vanishment of Tara Calico. Kristen and I kind of had a spat when I mentioned the statute of limitations uh, because at the, so I'm going to clarify it, at the time of the case, there was a 15-year statute of limitations in place, Mm -hmm. but in 1997, that was lifted. So anything after that uh, could be possibly um, seen through and convictions could be made. So, um, I just wanted to, you know, let y'all know that in case there was any confusion, cause we had some, so. Yeah, I would say like halfer. We were half right. We were both we, right. We were yeah. both right, you know, like no one. <laughs> That's cool. We're not ending the podcast, guys. We both came to terms <laughs> that we, <laughs> we were both okay We'll we'll both take the win on this one, you know. It took me a while to recover, but <laughs> you know, I I lost some sleep over it, but eventually I turned that frown upside down, and here we are, here for the next episode. You know, I really had to talk to the lawyers about how we were going to split this up, but oh yeah, yep. Is my frown going to be? Wait, my s- <laughs> smile going to be turned upside down <laughs> into a frown? Fuck. Oh, see, see, that's that's why I told my lawyer I couldn't I couldn't let her go. It's, it's, hey, I have my moments. It's that moment right there. No, so yeah, actually, yeah. If you are someone that got upset by the Casey Anthony case, then um, <laughs> you are going to be pissed off today because uh, today I am going to be talking 
about the disappearance of Brittany Williams. Ooh. Mm. I'm already pissed. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. And it's a child, I'm guessing, yeah. that went missing. Yes. So The name is such an adult-sounding name, kind of. I, I just keep thinking you know? Britney Spears, but it literally... <laughs> <laughs> Every Britney is just really fucking going through it right now. But, yeah, Britney, so... The story of Brittany Williams is the story of a seven-year-old who was allegedly given away by another woman, by her foster mother, only to never be seen again. Ew. Yes. So, people here, I finally am. I am so sorry that I lied like two episodes ago. This is finally my long-awaited foster story. Oh, yeah. Yes. And it is. You know, it's crazy. Like, side note. I'm sorry. No, go. I My summer class that I'm taking right now is child welfare in America. <gasps> and my current chapters this week is in foster or is on foster care and adoptive care. And so I'm learning, you know, the importance of certain things and all the challenges. And <clears throat> yeah. Did yeah. you know that my mom actually like worked for CPS in her past life? Wow. Yeah. So insane. And when it's crazy because when I like talk to her about fucked up stories, she's like, I don't want to hear this. But I'm like, didn't you didn't isn't this what you did for a living? And I try to get like messed up stories out of her. But yeah, uh, I know my mom, she worked on the mental health unit yeah. in the hospital and I always tried yeah. to milk them out of her. And she's like, no, Sarah, no. Like, she mm-hmm. only told me a few. And You're traumatized enough by your life as is. <laughs> She was, yeah, no, she was just, like, didn't want to scare me, probably. <laughs> it happens, but, uh, yeah, this one, um, be prepared to be angry, because that's all I felt, and uh, I am sorry this one is short, but it is limited, also stoking the fire that is my anger, but. Brittany Renee Williams was born on March 20th of 1993 around the Richmond, Virginia area. So a lot of articles even like don't even bother to mention her birthday or really any kind of intimate details like that. So it kind of took me like halfway into researching to actually find out that she was born in 93. But it is just like that feeling of She's a seven-year-old child, but at the end of the day, like, Sarah and I were both born in 94, so, like, that's us. We were if also we were, around that age. If we were seven and to have disappeared, like, that's us. It's just, like, yeah. that. It just puts it into perspective. Yes, it really did. Like, the whole entire time I was researching it, I just kept thinking, like, this is a child. But then when I saw, I don't know, for some weird reason, I saw 93, and I was just like, whoa, that... It, it's that intimate detail that just like puts you in that moment. I don't know. It's right. weird. So Brittany did not have the luckiest start. So her biological mother, Rosemarie Thompson, would actually discover that at just six months pregnant, she had contracted AIDS. Oof. So unfortunately, when Brittany was born, they would run tests and discover that she had also contracted the deadly disease as well. Man. Yeah, so automatically, it's not a death sentence. There's obviously now medication, and I believe in the 90s, it's, I I really don't remember the disease at that time, but um, 
it wasn't an automatic death sentence. You could take medication and you could still be okay. Granted, with our healthcare, like, I don't know how much it would cost, but it is possible, I guess, if you have unlimited money to be okay. Yeah, it's unreasonably, unreasonably expensive. Yeah, can can't even imagine. I think from what I recall from a documentary. Yeah, but that's why I don't, like, if it's expensive to be a diabetic, I can't imagine. Can't imagine, so... Hell no. <laughs> so Rose Thompson, the mom, would be described as having somewhat of a chaotic lifestyle, uh, which didn't really go with raising a child. So Brittany's father was never described or like he wasn't in any of the articles that uh, I read. He, not like there was really any. But it kind of made it seem like he was just never in the photo to begin with. But this along kind of with the mom's lifestyle and her having AIDS and it being a financial burden on the mother and whatnot really led to Brittany being turned over into foster homes multiple times throughout her life. Like as soon as she was born, she was just put into the foster care. In and out kind of. Yeah, kind of in and out. She would go from home to home and it just wasn't really a stable upbringing. Yeah. Was that just due to her mom's instability, basically? Basically. And she really didn't have anywhere else to go. Like later on, it would say, so the mom had a sister, but the sister had like three kids. So it's mm-hmm. not like the sister could take on Brittany. And it's not just to say that she was taking on Brittany, but she would also be taking, like, the financial burden of Brittany. A sick kind of yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's fucking, it's expensive. So it's just something that you have to think about. I mean, I could understand if one of my cousins were to come and say, like, hey, can you take care of a kid? It's not. It, we're not in any way bashing. It's and, not cheap. Yeah, we're yeah. not bashing anybody here, but that, this is just the circumstances of the life that she was brought into. And unfortunately, there wasn't anyone in her life to really, like, scoop in and take care of her. And she was just left in this really shitty predicament of, like, okay, she's going to be forced to go into foster homes where you're hoping that they can afford this type of lifestyle. But it, there was no one there for kinship care. Yeah, exactly. That was one of my vocabulary words today. <laughs> hey, snaps for Sarah using her <laughs> word. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Brittany did not use this excuse to, like, not be happy. Like, she was a yeah. very, very happy child. In fact, she Good. she had a childhood best friend. Her name was Sarah. <laughs> she's, Those are the best. I know. She spelled it with an H, though. She's little she's a little different but uh, she would describe Brittany as having the biggest most radiant smile that you would ever want to see like just such a bright beaming soul in your life (laughs) I just see Priscilla's face I'm sorry I'm like what I'm so sorry my foot fell asleep and so I'm over here like just I'm trying to keep it so cool but like I moved my foot and it tingled and Never mind. I thought you saw like notes or a picture or something, no. and I was like missing out. No, sorry, no. We're, sorry. We're just in my mom's closet, slowly dying of <laughs> cramped death. <laughs> I wasn't trying to say anything. I was trying to keep it cool, but um, 
We sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. okay. We gotta, it's we okay. gotta, we gotta <laughs> add some length, and we gotta add some humor. <laughs> That's why I brought the towel in here. Good. <laughs> this is my second spill. <laughs> That's what man. she said. Guys, it is hard to podcast in a closet. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying, not everyone can this do is this. A hard job. And this is why I should be paid way more. My claw, please sponsor us. <laughs> Any hootie, tang a tootie. Brenda Martin, Brittany's aunt and Thompson's half-sister would also go on to describe her as being like a happy and super caring child. There was even an incident where Brittany's aunt, Brenda, would describe about how like, okay, so Brittany was, I guess, like getting plates cleaned up after they had gotten done eating and she had accidentally dropped one of the plates and cut her hand and started bleeding on the floor and when the aunt went to go help Brittany out Brittany was like no 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 like please you need to stay back like my blood is contagious and you can't get near it like uh please let me take care of it I don't want to hurt you like such a fucking sweet, innocent soul. Like, I have goosebumps just because of, like, the sweetness. I know. And then, like, the... The um, empathy and just, like, the selfish... The understanding she has. Yeah, she was of, so, yeah. like, what is it? Selfishless? Unselfish. Selfless. Selfless, thank you. <laughs> Hi, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm three glasses of wine in. I'm helpful sometimes. <laughs> yes, but it it's just like so I mean like god, I just want to I just want to hug her and never let her go. Yeah. But it just I think somebody did that to her probably. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Priscilla Rhodes. <laughs> but yes, she's no, she's for she's foreshadowing Sorry. it for me, but yes. So it would take this terrible turn when Brittany and Rose met this woman named Kim Parker. So since Brittany and her mom, Rose, had AIDS, they would often go to the hospital for treatment. And it was at the hospital where they received treatment where they would meet a woman by the name of Kim Parker that would eventually end up becoming Brittany's guardian. So... Brenda Martin had interviewed with a news outlet and she had basically said that the moment that Kim had laid eyes on Rose and Brittany, that she essentially pounced on them, that she would go up to them and say like, oh, let me take care of this. I can handle these duties for you. Oh, do you need these? Like, do you need me to watch Brittany? Do you need these house chores done? Like, let me take this weight off of your shoulders. Let me basically come in and be the second mom to your child and take care of all of this. Now, okay. Kim... And she was getting treated for AIDS as well? So, the... Re- or that's just kind of where they met? Because I know you said that's where they met. It's where but- they met. So, Kim had actually ran a charity called Rainbow Kids during the 90s. And this was basically a, this was basically a charity that she ran for 
children that would have like serious diseases or any kind of mental illness like AIDS, which Brittany had. So Mm. whenever they had met at the hospital, Kim would say like, oh, I have this huge charity that fits Brittany's needs. I am actually running a foster home outside of my house and would even go on to say that she had taken in over 50 kids over the years and these kids had had serious medical issues or development disabilities so she really knew how to take care of kids that had any kind of serious issue in their life whether it be medical or mental and she was essentially this like beaming shining light in Rose's life because her Rose has AIDS and unfortunately it was not looking good for Rose like unfortunately Mm. she would go on to die in 1996 so she was going she was getting towards the end of her life and this girl Kim Parker just comes in and is just like hey I run this charity I have been a foster mom myself I know how to deal with people with disabilities and medical issues like I can be the shining light that you want me to be. And so right before Rose died, she would actually go on to sign over papers to give Brittany to Kim Parker in 1996. So by 1996, Kim Parker has full custody of Brittany Williams, but... Soon, the once vibrant child that friends and family had seen and described earlier would soon, like, change right before their eyes, right under the watch of Kim Parker. Mm. So, Sarah, her childhood friend, would say that when Brittany had got on the school bus in the mornings, that she had noticed that Brittany would seem really sad. And... It would not just be Sarah that would take notice. A lot of others in the community would take notice as well. It would even get to the point where multiple people would call Henrico's police department, which was in the area that they were in Richmond, Virginia, with concerns of childhood neglect. Uh So when I had looked up uh, Brittany's missing child's poster, one of the distinguishing characteristics that had popped up on the poster was the fact that her hair had recently been cut short, and the reason that it had been cut short was due to a recent lice infection, um, or a lice infestation, which... That she had to have gotten from her foster home. From them... For it to get to the point where you, like, have to shave your head or to do something that... I know. It's... I actually got sent home... This is embarrassing. In, like, sometime in elementary school, like, in the younger half, you know, I was pretty young. I They did a lice inspection, and two of us got sent home, me and this other girl, because I had licey. But I didn't have to shave my head. Yeah, exactly. Like, probably more embarrassing, I went... To go get my haircut in elementary school when I was, like, hitting my uh, emo stage when I didn't want to cut my hair. And they found lice. And they were like, oh, we can't cut her hair. She has lice. <laughs> and in my childhood mind, I was like, yes, I get a 
grow my hair out and put it in my face. <laughs> but it's, it's like, yeah, obviously you don't have to shave your head. So it's either, it's either Kim shaved her head out of pure like malicious intent of just like shaving her head to humili- humiliate her or it had gotten the infestation had gotten so bad to the point where they needed to shave her head either right. way it shows like you which is worse yeah I don't know. It, it, either way it's fucked up like so it shows signs of abuse but either way we're not going to be able to find out these fucking findings and you want to you want to know why you do you want do i mm. do i i asked my mom about this because i actually got really upset and you want to know what she told me statute of limitations (laughs) Kristen. oh my fucking god if i have to hear about this bitch statute one more i was fucking pissed (laughs) but the findings of all of this are they were marked confidential and they were destroyed. So we will never, ever, ever be able, ever, to be able to read these. Ever. I know, like, agencies uh, have their own policies about documents, and they can be destroyed after, like, a certain amount of years. Different. I've learned that, you know, agencies can hold them for 10, 15 years or even longer. It just depends on how they run things. And so I can understand if they could be destroyed that way. But if they were destroyed in like a suspicious way, that's weird. No, but okay. So when I was reading these articles, it was 2005. She went missing in 2000. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm giving it away. She went missing in 2000. A judge didn't order her shit until 2003. This is less than two (gasps) years that these records are destroyed. So I'm, one, really upset about that. They're not even waiting a 10-year wait, apparently. So I'm a little upset about that. But two, it's just like, where's the statute of limitation on murder? So our... But it, it's just hard because, like, literally when you think about it, okay, how many foster kids are put in the system? But at the same time, I don't think that just because you have a thousand or a hundred thousand or a million kids in a foster system that they deserve this kind of treatment or that they deserve to be looked over because they're in a system or because they don't have someone to vouch for them. Like, they're still a fucking human being at the end of the day. So all of it mm-hmm. is really it's disgusting and it's degrading and it's upsetting to see that uh our system is like this but we need advocates in the social service sector of america people yeah yeah Yeah. it's but i don't know so for whatever reason they were destroyed i don't know why they were destroyed so early on but what the reports that I did find stated that uh, Parker would be visited by authorities on multiple occasions. And after they received these calls that like, hey, there's some abuse going on at the house. Like, you need to check it out. Whatever neglect is going on. And when you got to the house, it looked like a really nice house so you can like look at it on zillow i think when i some some girl on her youtube page listed it she does not this is not a well-known case like fucking i have the zillow what the fuck 
I think right now it's listed at like four hundred over four hundred thousand. But it's also mm-hmm. in California, so you do have to take that into account. Mm-hmm. But um it is a really nice like they describe it as a really nice yellow house. It's looks really nice and well kept from the inside from the outside. But as soon as you go inside, they described it as inhabitable. I mean Oh god. It was so dirty. There would be plates everywhere. There It didn't go into detail, of course, because this fucking whole case doesn't say much of anything, but they just described it as inhabitable. So I would only imagine it as yeah. that. Um yeah, I mean for a house to be deemed inhabitable or, you know, for children especially, but also just anyone in general, it has to be in really fucking bad condition. But even... And so we can all imagine what that looks like. Yeah, and even even after those, they fucking let her stay. What she was fuck? She was allowed to stay in the house after that. But it, it's not... Okay, so not even that. When you start to dig in a little deeper into Parker. (laughs) Kim Parker. (laughs) She's not that great of a girl. So she... Did she lie about everything? (laughs) She lived off of the... uh, She (laughs) did not actually, like, successfully run this charity that she was running or claiming that she ran so she would actually live off of the donations that were given to her charity as well oh, that's fuck. as well as the benefits that were given from the government for the kids that she would watch yeah. and this would include britney's social security and medicaid benefits that she <sighs> claimed as soon as she took britney in in fact it would be recorded like in official mumbo-jumbo documents, that as soon as Brittany got into Parker's care, Kim would make upgrades in her house that would total around $18,000. Lovely. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up. Love that new bathroom. Love that new fire pit. How'd you pay for that, hon? And what? And it was all in still bad condition? (laughs) Because yeah. she's a pig, probably. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? I guess it was outside renovations. It's just like, mm. So, of course... So, it doesn't really... It did not give me an exact date as to when Brittany went into Kim's care. But it, Rose died in 1996. So, it was around 1996. It wouldn't be until around 2000. That I mean, obviously, these abuse calls are coming in in between them, but it wouldn't be until th- 2000 where the story is really starting. So, okay. the Aunt Brenda Martin would receive a call in August of 2000 that she could only describe as, like, the strangest phone call in the world. So, oh, no. Kim called Brenda... And she got on the phone and she said, hey, Brittany is flirting with other men who are coming to work on the house. This girl's, she's seven. 
yeah. when this is going on. She takes it a step further, and she says she's going to be just like her mother. What the fuck? She would even go on to state that Kim would call on a Wednesday and basically say that she could not handle Brittany anymore. Brittany had lived longer than she anticipated. Okay. And it was also during this phone call where Kim would give Brenda an ultimatum. And she would tell Brenda, you need to take Brittany in full time or I'm going to give her away. And Brittany or and Brenda obviously frazzled is just like, what the fuck? Okay. And so she's trying to figure out what to do. She has three kids of her own. Like I said in the beginning, like she can't afford another child, let alone another child that has the medical issues that Brittany has. And so two days later, she calls up Kim and she says, hey, I cannot take or I cannot take Brittany in, but I will babysit her more like I will watch her as much as you need, but I cannot adopt her right now. But I will do everything that you need me to do. And at this point, Kim goes, no, it's too late. I already gave her away to two women in California. What the fuck? So Kim says all of this in August of 2000, like, hey, I don't have Brittany. I gave her to those two women in California. Later that fall, when Brittany fails to show up to school, so like later on when school starts and Brittany's just not showing up to class, they would actually send Parker to court for truancy, like, and ask, hey, where's Brittany? What's going on? Yeah. Where is she? And... Parker or Kim Kim would say the same thing. Oh, well, she's with those two women in California. And then she would give the names. Oh, it's Kathy Evans and Linda, Linda Hodges. And she would make this spout about like, oh, I had given Hodges $8,000 to take care of Brittany while... I'm here doing my own thing. But, like, don't worry. I'm eventually going to get her back. She's just, like, off with these two girls right now. Okay. And? And the courts were like, okay. No problem. Okay, but what about freaking going to school? It didn't matter because uh, that was, like, California's issue and not theirs. You know? Yeah. You know? Not our problem. I had to go to truancy court in high school because I didn't like going to school. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Just another one of my run-ins with the system. You learn something new every day. Yeah. Well, I thought it was kind of minor, but I I got detention once and I thought it was the end of the world. (laughs) Because I skipped first period to get tacos at Bill Miller's. So Parker would not have to face the courts again until the very next year. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a whole nother year. So there was, I guess, some kind of paternity test uh, that went on. It I could not get any kind of detail as to what that test was. But Brittany, of course, did not show up to it. 
So the court summoned, summoned Parker and said, hey, what the fuck is going on? Where's Brittany? And Parker would just go, oh, mm. she's with relatives right now. I don't know. Oh, my she's God. not with me. And the judge would say, okay. And the records would indicate that there was no follow-up done by the court to check if Brittany was with said relatives. See, this is where, obviously, Kim is fucked in her own right. But we're but fucked. But the system, the system is equally to blame. But you want to, did you want to know why they're even more equally to blame? Because they had, the system had no, no problem with Kim going and cashing in the $500 per month checks that she would receive in government aid for having Brittany in her care. So you're trying to tell me that someone that isn't even in your care we're going to give $500 a month for. This is what, I'm not a taxpayer, but this is what if I were working that would be going towards. It's just not fair. It's Honestly, can I just say, this reminds me of the Gabriel Fernandez case that was on Netflix. It's just so like multiple opportunities where the system fails the child and they just fall through the cracks. Yep. Yeah, and especially in the child welfare system, a lot of times major change or... policies aren't made until something bad happens there's a wild one that i know but it says it in my textbook yeah there's a there's a wild one that i know but i do know a few podcasters that have done it so i don't really want to do it but i mean if anyone just wants to hear (laughs) let me know (laughs) anyways (laughs) sorry I'm, I'm laughing, but it's only because it's so fucking ridiculous that it took two years later. Two years. 2003, we are now in, guys. I kind of cheated it in the beginning, but it's all the more upsetting. 2003, three years after she was... Since this whole debacle has started, oh a newspaper reporter wanted to do a follow-up story... Uh, a follow-up story... Sto- <laughs> This newspaper reporter person wanted to do a follow-up story on Brittany. So this newspaper reporter would go on to alert social services when they showed up to the house and neither Brittany nor Parker were there. And in fact, when they went to investigate, Parker didn't even live at the house anymore. Oh, shit. So finally, with this evidence, a judge is like, okay, let's open a case. Where's Brittany Williams? It didn't do much. Well, you know, I'd want to be excited, but I'm just like, okay, fucking finally. Fucking finally, but like even then it it didn't fucking do anything because Parker's a fucking tight-lipped bitch and it's just like, she... What is she going to say? So one of one of the investigators on the case how do you show? 
<laughs> yes, that's his actual last name. I thought it was a typo. It is not. No, but like I don't even know what you said. Howdy shell. <laughs> oh, like howdy. Do? Like just how it's how how it sounds. Like howdy shell. It's a shell. <gasps> howdy shell. Howdy shell. I like it. I love it. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks it's like. No, I'm like I like it. I'm still like I'm taking it in. I literally put shock. I literally put pause for LOL because I thought it was that great of a last name. (laughs) That's why. Okay, Um, Howdy Shell. I feel like that comes from SpongeBob. Mm. Is he perhaps from Bikini Bottom? I could see it. I could. <laughs> so, this detective, Howdy Shell, would go on to talk about how uncooperative pa- Parker was during the case, which, of course, we all saw. So, at this point, she came up with a third story. I don't know if I. So, she was with relatives the last time that we talked to her at this point she's saying no she's not with relatives she's now with a woman out in california so again she's in california but she's with some woman okay but that was it and she couldn't give the name of the woman okay thankfully not so thankfully because this is all that really happens. The judge kind of says, like, you're full of shit. But then she only gets three weeks in jail for not giving authorities information on the investigation and failing to show Brittany Williams, like, alive and well. Yeah. Um, That's fact. Yeah, and that's really all she gets. So, like... The police dig, and during the investigation, they do actually find the two original women in the first lie that Kim Parker gives, so Kathleen and Linda. And unfortunately, they would confirm that, no, Brittany had actually never been with them. And there had act So... They would but say they that they were real people. Yeah. And so there had actually been talk that Brittany would go to see them. So it uh. was a plan in the works, but that's all it was, was like them just talking mumbo jumbo saying like, it's like me and you being like, oh yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go. Oh yeah. We're going to go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then it happens, and you're like, no, 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 no. So it, 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 that's all it was. Just really nothing really came of it. And after, like, they kind of talked about it, and the date passed, they did not hear from Kim Parker again. And these, like, these two ladies would even go on to join the investigation as soon as they found out what was going on. So, like, they were genuinely concerned because the yeah. they had met Kim through charity work and they had wanted they knew Britney's circumstances and they wanted to take her in so and they to help were her actually wanting to help yeah like these were good fucking people so like wow. don't don't think I any sketchy Brittany shit ended up with uh, yeah it's really fucking sad like as soon as they found out what was really going on they were like what can we do what can we hop in to help like right. I, I want to do it all 
So it was also during this investigation that they would find out that the last time anyone had seen Brittany Williams alive was August 18th of 2000 when Parker would take her to a regular checkup at the doctor's. So three years since the investigation was opened. Three years since anyone has actually seen this girl alive. We're finally getting an investigation open as to where the fuck she is. Like, I'm I'm really disappointed to say that I'm an American right now as to how Americans are treating this. Because, wow. Wow. Wow, guys. Wow. I think I'm in, um... Shock? Like, catatonic shock. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, my legs are shaking, and I, but I can't move. That's, I can speak up. <laughs> that, that's all you can say. It's so... Mm, it... Such failures we are. Yes. It's just all around upsetting. It would also turn out that since Brittany had gone missing in August of 2000... All of the critical medication that she needed in order to survive her health conditions had not been purchased. So, at this point, they were really determining that, like, she is dead. They just really have no idea of knowing how she died. But they're assuming that it is by homicide. But whether that be, like, that person neglecting to give her medication or actually killing her, like, they really don't know. Which is so fucked up. Oh, my God. Like, that's why I need wine tonight. Because this is just so fucking upsetting. Fuck all the people who abuse the monetary value of taking in a foster child. Yes. And... that's not meant it's not meant for you to get money it's for you to help these fucking people it's for you because they're people children human beings like what the fuck so we don't have daddies to pay child support or mommies to fucking pick them up at night like what the fuck Mm. man so with no further evidence to go off of and with Everything that was going on with them thinking that it was a homicide, they decided to go and search Parker's home, like, do a full brought-in cadaver dogs. They would even, like, bring up her sewage system, but, I mean, they they couldn't find anything. Nothing came of it for whatever fucking reason. And they searched the old house? the house that they that's had that's what okay that's what you're talking yeah, about that yellow Sorry. house that they had lived in yeah Fuck. and they had just said it was like just a lot of dirt but i mean that's not to say that she could have easily like brought her somewhere else like i'm not i'm right. not did saying the ground yeah i'm or... not saying in the slightest that she did this somewhere else and just like i don't even know so after everything was said and done parker would be sent to jail But it's not for what you think. So she would be charged with 73 felonies. Whoa. But it would be mail, wire, and medical assistant payment fraud. This would all, yeah, 
It would all be tied to collecting Britney's money while she wasn't in her care, basically. That's the only thing that they could tie them tie Kim Parker to. She, yeah. in total, accepted over $16,000 of government and charity organizations after her disappearance. And this was all under the pretense that she was taking care of this sick foster child. So, right. like, her saying, like, ooh, give me money. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she would be sentenced to eight years more than what the gents got in my last <clears throat> sentence i'm sorry more than like this is more than what they got total which is so disturbing you take money from the government you're gonna get more jail time than raping someone that's great government cares more about their money than they do human lives mm, love well, that she message. already owes the money and it costs them money to keep her in jail so mm -hmm. yeah they would give her an additional two years of medicaid fraud mm -hmm. so she would mm -hmm. spend 10 years in total in jail that's not enough she would never ever ever be charged with anything relating to britney's disappearance ever oh, and she refuses to give up any of that information today what the fuck mm -hmm. okay and hopefully she didn't like continue to take on foster kids right i don't so she does roam free today unfortunately rotten hell but i obviously I, she's probably gonna keep a low profile yeah or at least change her name i don't know but authorities, I guess, would try to find some kind of connection. Oh, my God. There's my spill. Mm -hmm. So they would even go as far as to an, explore a possible link between a body that was found decapitated in 2001 in Kansas City. And it was the body of a decapitated little girl. Oh. Um, so it wouldn't be until 2005 when that little girl that was dubbed the precious doe at the time would be discovered to be another missing child named Erica Michelle Mariah Green. This was a three-year-old who, at the time that she disappeared and throughout her whole disappearance, she had never been reported missing. <gasps> yeah. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. So, due to Brittany's health conditions, obviously, like I had said before, it's believed that she is no longer alive, uh, though we don't know how she had necessarily died. Uh, Detective Howdy Shell said that we cannot give the family closure, we can't give her friends closure. To date, neither Brittany nor Trace of what had happened to her, anything of the sorts, has yet to be found. Uh, it has also been released that her government documents and identifications have not been used since she disappeared. And Martin hopes that someone who knew Parker possibly has information and will come forward at some point because that's really the only hope that they have left. Right. That was what I was about to say. That would be the only hope. Yeah. So Martin, who again is her best friend from childhood said it just breaks my heart it really does holding back martin said holding back tears 
it didn't really hit me until I got older and you realize how cruel the world can be. There needs to be justice for Brittany and what happened to her. So at the time of her disappearance, Brittany Williams was a seven-year-old who stood three foot eight and weighed 65 pounds and her whole life stood ahead of her. And anyone with information regarding this case is urged to contact the Henrico County Police Division at 804-501-4000 or there any kind of local authorities there. Her agency case number is 03012911 and I really wish that uh, I had more to say about this little girl and her life and really anything about her, but uh, I'm not going to lie, it kind of pissed me off reading a lot of these articles. Um, A lot of them, including ones like the Washington Examiner, I'm sorry to call you out, but... It's, like, upsetting to see how little they, like, glaze over the obvious part that Kim Parker had. And for them Mm -hmm. to just say, like, oh, we have no idea what happened to her. And I'm like, (laughs) so we're not going to say anything about how her foster mother just said that she gave her away to some woman and now we don't have any idea where she is like for three years for three years it there's so many missed opportunities and it continues to be a missed opportunity in the articles that I read like we continue to not treat her like the human being that she is and it's really upsetting like multiple people reported and knew the abuse that was going on investigators had reported in these reports that it was uninhabitable that no one should be living there and they continued to let this child live in there after everything they can like after saying that she's no longer in custody after parker goes on to say like oh i don't have her she's with these two women in california now she's with some relatives now i don't know she's with this other woman but i'm not going to give you the name and we allow her to fucking like live her life and be out like how how is there not a law to say that a child that you had that was your responsibility is gone and you have no reason as to say where this child went and they were under the age of 18 like you always want to say the oh they they were over 18 it's their whatever like no she was seven she had no reason to disappear and like she is not in her whatever adult mind to make that choice to leave so either something neglectful happened to her or what like someone needs to investigate this and someone needs to charge kim parker or fucking like waterboard (laughs) i'm like don't waterboard because illegal but i'm just like do something today whatever she calls herself i bet you she's scamming people it's so I'm sorry, I went off on a rant. I got really upset. You but it, really did. She did. It's just... I was like, I almost got dizzy. 
I'm just like, dude, how, how is this, how is this, how is this a case that I'm reading? How is this not an end? How is this still a disappearance? I wish that I could have something to petition, but there isn't anything because detectives are basically saying like, we know, but there isn't evidence, but I'm like, can we make this a law? Because how is this not a thing? How can we essentially say that, yes, this woman was the last person to see her alive and it was her responsibility, but because she lied to police and like can't give them a credible answer we're just gonna let her roam free like that really that doesn't sit well with me it's twisted yeah it doesn't sit well with me same that's why i'm an insomniac (laughs) i just oh i'm i'm about to go binge all the documentaries on Casey Anthony just because it's been a few years since I've watched them. Yeah, and like, then it makes me upset. I'm like, how are there no documentaries she's still in the on news. this girl? She's yes. still in the oh fucking Oh my god, news. she fucking like, was just she got a drink thrown on her and she got all <laughs> victimized. I was like, oh, here we go. Here we yeah. go. But, hell yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I do want to catch up on Love Island. I've been watching Love Island. Oh, I don't watch that, but I have been watching the uh, tweets about that, but Fuck, man, yeah. Cheers to our foster system waking up one day and hopefully fucking, like, changing something about that because, oh my god. <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't even ask. Sorry, Priscilla. <laughs> I was so upset. I almost glazed over our guest. <laughs> Priscilla, speak real close to the mic. Tell me what you, what what are your thoughts on this case what do you think happened and is it just me i am so sorry guys i really did not even give my disclaimer on that was my in her world (laughs) i know that was my opinion it does not have to be yours you do not have to think that the mom did that kim if you're listening to this i'm sorry allegedly asterisk but i think so yeah priscilla what are your thoughts i think that kim definitely did it if you're listening to this Fuck you, Kim. I've never trusted a Kim. I have things with names, so um, that's how I feel on that. And uh, she definitely did something to her, and I wouldn't be surprised if she's still doing it to this day. Um, There's just a lot of things that fall through in the justice system. Um, was, uh, Was Brittany, like, what what uh, conservatorship race no 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 what race oh. was Brittany? Brittany was a uh, half white half black so her mom was white oh her dad that was would black. have been good to know kind of early on probably that sorry I'll I'll add that so the only reason why I ask is uh two things the first thing being the whole uh, life situation typically people who have curly hair they tend to put like more product in their hair so it repels the lice. Um, so I feel like maybe Kim just shaved off her hair because she didn't give a fuck. She didn't didn't know how to do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't know how to deal with it. Um, but also I think that plays a part in the, um, the efficiency of getting her case resolved and the time management behind it. Exactly. Um, I agree. Because of that typical, you know, white woman syndrome that's in the news with, and Kim Crime and Kim Parker was white. Okay, and so God, I would have had so much more to say, 
I'm sorry. Honestly, no, it's okay. <laughs> but like, just you know, even to this day, um, I just like fuck. It's I'm sorry, guys. It's hard because I try <laughs> in my mind. I try not to look at race, so I try not to add things like oh she was black or oh she was white. But I get that yeah. like it is important to add. So I. I I will add a note in the beginning, but I do just want to. Yeah, I will. No, it's okay. I will leave. You're I will. Okay. I will leave this bit in that like. Well, it's yeah. It's good that Priscilla brings it up, just because also in my class, like I said, learning about foster care and adoption, uh, people often look for certain types of babies to adopt, and so age, like not just ethnicity, but age, gender ethnicity cultural stuff like it all comes into play so um people children of color in the foster care system especially have a hard time with not only getting adopted but getting placed in homes that understand their cultural differences exactly and at the same time like when they get adopted they are so more likely to fall through the cracks of like if they're being abused they're just looked over which is disgusting and being adopted is supposed to make you feel like you finally it's an option it's an option guys just adopt don't shop don't shop (laughs) (laughs) i love and that's why we're best friends (laughs) i love that oh yes and on that note Cheers, cheers to, to cheers to fighting this fucking justice system and making it till Jeez. one day this isn't a fucking thing because I'm pissed. Mm. Cheers to opening up awareness to the foster and adoption sector in itself. I'm sorry this is the student in me speaking, but um No, we love it. It's it's a it. an area that needs to be looked at and improved in all areas. And um, I just hope that maybe someone will learn from this. I don't know. Yes, it's a rare opportunity that you see Education Sarah out and about. But here she <laughs> is for the five yeah. second for her fifteen second <laughs> fame. But my debut. <laughs> but until next time, guys, be sure to make tons of mishaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be mishaps with us. Follow us on. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at R A R W Podcast. Yeah, and, and email us if you want, <laughs> please. Maybe I mean, like, I would like to hear someone, but I mean, only if you nice want. things. Yeah, yeah. Please be gentle. Okay, bye. Kristen's gonna make a TikTok right now. Oh, okay. Wait. <laughs>